what a reception from you guys. Really, really good. Really happy with you guys right now. Um, welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the podcast about entrepreneurship and mindfulness in the new digital economy. I'm Wayne Ingram, sitting next to me, my good friend and yours. Jem Yildiz, hello everybody. Right, well, first of all, a huge, huge thank you to everybody so far that has subscribed and reviewed us on iTunes. Um, we launched a couple of weeks ago at the time of recording, um, and the reception has been, I think, much bigger than, than we had <laughs> uh, hoped for and expected. Definitely. Um, we're currently sitting in number 30 spot in the new and noteworthy section of careers and number 80 in the business section overall as well on iTunes. So a huge, huge thank you to everyone that's, that's shown their support so far. And if you could continue to do so, we will love you so much forever. We'd definitely so love to hit so the number much. one spot with your support. Absolutely, so please help us absolutely. out. Absolutely, And it really will help us to improve the show and, and kind of, you know, Gives us some leverage. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And we are super, super psyched for this uh, episode and probably a few episodes to come as well. We had a, a bit of a brainwave uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago and we've been looking forward to recording this episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, money in particular as a sort of broader subject but over a few episodes, which will probably spread out um, and stagger them a little bit because um, so there's more to the world than money. There's more to the world than money. Um, so this episode in particular, we're going to be talking about pay per hour versus commission and what each can each means and why it should matter to you, really. Um, but we want to start with a bit of a quote, as we always do. So, Jem, if you want to take it away on that one. Sure. So today's quote is going to be very money orientated. And it's from T. Harv Ecker's book. And it goes like this. Rich people choose to get paid based on results, whereas poor people choose to get paid based on their time fantastic interesting fantastic that's going to be the the general basis of, of this episode we're going to be talking about being paid per hour and and you know how much of a difference that that can be to being paid based on commission and kind of you know how much being paid per hour really can make you a bit of a slave to time as opposed to your productivity so let's start off first of all with um you know let's talk about salaries um i think is a good place to start because obviously we've got people paid per hour which yep. is very self-explanatory. You put the work in for an hour, you get paid a set amount. doesn't matter how well you do. I mean, obviously, if you do a bit of rubbish, you're going to get fired eventually. But uh, the ba basic structure is you get paid by the amount of time that you put in. What is the difference between a salary and pay per hour, Jim? So really, what we because we were having this discussion beforehand, and we were just saying, well, basically, salary is just a sort of more sort of illusion of security. It's that same sort of, you're still getting paid by the hour, but you're just more tied in that you've got your job is there, like you've got your hours, you've just got more solid amount of hours over a longer period of time. So we're just saying that basically, pay per hour is the same as a salary. If you're on a salary, you're being paid for your time. Either way, and that's, that's one thing I think a lot of people need to clear up straight away is that mm -hmm. you are... In, in a sense, you are being paid per hour, even if you're on a salary. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, we were discussing how, um, in a way, being on a salary is almost a bit of a status symbol as opposed to actually really being any more or less beneficial than being paid per hour. Okay, yes, you pr likelihood is you're probably paid a little bit more than most people that are on just a pay per hour job. But in terms of actually how that affects your lifestyle in terms of you know how much you work and that sort of thing it's probably as good if not 
possibly a little bit worse than actually being on a pay per hour contract. Well, I think what it, what it is when people hear pay per hour, they think minimum wage, you think six pound. But then if you break a salary down, you might be on thirty, you might be on fifty, you might just be starting out, you might be on eighteen, you might be a little bit lower. But at the end of the day, if you still break that down into numbers, you can then put a price on your per hour. So you're mm. still maybe you'll be getting fifteen pound an hour, or you're getting twenty pound an hour. But again, the generalisation here is basically like if you are working these kind of roles, if you're working on a salary or you're working paper out, you are generally being paid for your time. And that's what we want to really get the key here because the big thing with entrepreneurship or really taking advantage of, not taking even advantage, it's just being paid what you're really worth. We're going to go into a commission and why that's so important because nobody wants, like if you're paid by time, then you are literally, like you say earlier, you said earlier, you're a slave to that time and you can only earn as much as the time you can give Whereas really, if you really want to get paid the right amount that you're worth, you should be paid based on your actual, what you achieve, what your what your value is, yeah. what you bring to the table, yeah, really. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I want to pick up on a point that you just kind of made me go, huh, is as you said, uh, you can only be paid for the amount of time that you can give. So really, if you're paid £7 an hour in one day, yeah. the maximum you can get paid, your absolute maximum is 24 times £7. Yeah. And that could be, who knows? Which, for that... okay, yeah, that's a fair amount of money for, you know, 24 hours times seven, uh, seven pounds an hour times 24 hours. That's yeah. a fair amount, but that's, that's your That's ceiling. you're working solely. That's your ceiling. <laughs> and you're not sleeping. No sleep, no eat. <laughs> no no food, yeah. Yeah. And basically, what all, yeah, if you're going, if we're talking like that, so we're going to say, okay, eight hours at seven pound an hour. Basically, that is your maximum there. So that's what, 56 pound? Yeah, 56 mm-hmm. pound is your maximum for that day. Who knows, for that company you might bring in £500 worth of value for that day, but you're always going to get paid your £56. Mm-hmm. It might come to the next day where you're having, you're having a wicked day. You've gone out, you're, you're calling, you're making business, and you make £2,000. But still, you now get paid £56. The next day, you come in, maybe you're, you're lazy, actually, and you don't make hardly, you make them no money that day. Mm-hmm. Still, you get paid £56. And that's the thing. You're, you're, there's no ceiling on what you, there's no, there is a ceiling, I mean, on what you can earn when you do pay per hour. Mm-hmm. So you're just paid, this is your set running fee, and there's no, you don't get rewarded for the hard work or the putting in extra work, or you don't, but you've also got what people feel is security by the fact that, well, if I don't achieve anything, or if I come in and I piss around for a few hours, and I... Mm-hmm. I'll answer a few emails, but I'm not going to over push myself. I'm still getting 56 pound. Yeah. And this is what we need to challenge because in entrepreneurship, when you're thinking about entrepreneurship and you really think about going it alone, you can't have that mentality. You can't think, well, I'll be happy to get this amount. I'll be happy to get 60 pound a day or I'll be happy to get 100 pound a day consistently over um, a set amount of days because that's not where you're going to make wealth. You make wealth Mm. when you get paid for the value you provide. So somebody who's, we can, we can maybe go, I don't want to go into commission too early, but that's basically what I'm trying to get across at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, that kind of does go straight into the, the quote that we started with, you know, rich people choose to get paid based on results. Poor people choose to get paid based on time. As we say, if the time is your ceiling, I mean, we've only got, there's only 24 <laughs> hours in a day. Yeah, definitely. Um, so and, that's, and I mean, no one wants to give all the hours of their day to not. earn in pay like money Most really people don't yeah. even want to give 12 hours of their day <laughs> yeah. to, to you know working i mean that's half of your life essentially if you did that every day half of your life working and then you're only going to get paid seven pounds an hour that that that's your cap uh, another thing about being paid by the hour which is very important is the fact that if you're paid by the hour yeah you are so easily replaceable because you, what you are what you are presenting to the company 
is based purely off of time and not off of skill, talent, or anything like yeah. that. But you're putting quite often putting a career ladder where there's that illusion that you know it is based on your skill. And what you if you can bring something that someone else can't bring, yeah. you might get you might get a promotion. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just elaborate on that a little. So, so so like we want to say like it's great. It's a great way of saying that paper hour is replaced because that is in fact what it is really. Because if you're getting paper hour, that person says that. You're set at this value. I can find someone else who is set at that value. And if you think about it, a lot of the pay per hour jobs are those things such as, let me just give an example. So if you're working on a checkout or you're working, um, I don't know if you can give me another example, but it's usually those quite low skilled jobs that mm -hmm. are pay per hour because they know that if you are if you come in, you do your job and you leave, but if you if next week you're out the door and you've given up, like it's going to take them two minutes to find another person to do the same job yeah. as you. So yeah, you've got things like uh, people on checkouts, bartenders waiters uh call center staff um you know those sorts of things probably possibly delivery men as well that sort of yeah. thing postmen are probably paid by the hour and that sort of thing exactly and so what what that employer is really saying to that person is like well really you're just a, a mechanic like you're just a, a machine cog, a cog you're, a... yeah you're a cog based in that system like you're not even an efficient cog like you don't have to be an efficient cog you just need to do that job get it done and we'll pay you your set amount whereas if if you were that salesman, if you were that person that starts in the retail store and suddenly you're you're stocking shelves faster than everyone else who's on paper hour, you're really great with the customers, you're 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 over delivering on your value, you're way worth way more than your fifty six pound a day. Suddenly, that's that's the guy that gets a promotion because people mm -hmm. say, "Wait a minute, he's bringing in so much more than his value," and and then they'll maybe bump you up what you get a little five mm -hmm. percent raise at the end of the year but then that being said at the same time and uh, i'm kind of gonna go a little bit anti-capitalist here and i yeah. don't want to get too political yeah. but because that person that puts in more work than everybody else yeah that's getting paid the same yeah is the company necessarily going to say well he's putting in so much more time and providing us with so much more value so let's pay him more yeah the profit margin is bigger if they don't if they don't give you Yeah, but that's the thing. Most people won't. And that's why you've got to see entrepreneurship as a feasible sort of solution. Because really, when you work for yourself, you get paid what your value is. You don't get paid because someone says, well, you could be the most efficient. Because you, everyone's worked with someone who you know you're working your balls off. Mm -hmm. And that other person's literally just dossing around. This, and at the end of the day, you leave that office. you've Or you leave that wherever bar and you know you've put in all your hard blood and sweat and this guy's just sort of run through but you at the end of the month you both got the same pay packet yeah so yeah most people would and it just depends it comes down to like what sort of roles you're doing as well some some bosses might notice that some might not mm -hmm. but again yeah at, at the end day it's so replaceable yeah absolutely absolutely one like if we go into we're going to go into the next point anyway now but one thing is is that I got this from a book and basically it says that rich people believe in themselves whilst um, they believe in their value that they deliver whilst poor people um, don't. That's why they need guarantees. So there is this whole sort of debate around, well, is pay per hour, is salary mm -hmm. offering you some sort of guarantees because it makes you feel secure in the fact that you're mm -hmm. getting some money coming in. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in one of the previous episodes of, you know, sometimes you'll go out and you'll get a job just to pay the bills. Yeah. And quite often that job that you get will probably be paper hour. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's that it's that security thing. But then by going out and just getting that job, are you then admitting or at least suggesting to people that actually you probably can't provide that much value? If you went in, rather rather go in rather than go in, I'll just get a job to pay the bills and go yeah. in and well no, I can bring I can deliver this. Yeah. 
therefore I expect to be paid this much. Yeah. Okay, yes, the search is probably going to be a little bit longer and yeah. a little bit tougher because then you've got to convince people yeah. that you are worth that amount. Yeah. But in the long term, yeah. it's much more beneficial for you to do that because you're confident in in the value that you bring. So I'm just going to bring like a scenario in here. Say, okay, you've come out of school or whatever, you've come out of education and you you need money, so you get a job in retail. And so you go, maybe you work at, say, Top Man, Top Shop, one of these sort of stores. If you go in there to the interview, he's going to say, okay, yeah, I like you, you've got some skills here. Maybe I'll give you, all right, starting salary is basic, £6, £7 an hour. Now, what have you said to that person? Well, actually, I don't want I don't want that base. Like, don't give me the £7 per hour. I'll, I'd rather you pay me on commission on how much I actually sell. Who's going to be more motivated to kind of really get out there and proper deliver? It's going to be the guy that says, well, if I don't work, if I don't make a sale, if I don't go up to that guy and say, oh, that shirt looks good on you or that dress looks good on that girl. Mm-hmm. Imagine now, now his ceiling of the money he can earn. He can work eight hours. But his ceiling has is is is, is like unlimited, really. Yeah. But but if he says, "Oh no, I'll take the seven, I'll take the seven pound an hour," um, I'll go for that because I need, I know I get seven pound an hour because he might go to work for eight hours and he might literally just come away and say, "Well, I didn't make any sales." Mm-hmm. But like you say, it goes back to if you're confident that I bring value, I'm someone who's great at customer service, I'm someone who can make sales, I'm someone who customers will engage with, I can help people make suggestions, and I'm so confident in that ability that I'm willing to go on commission because I know that I'm going to deliver and my ceiling's well up there. Absolutely, yeah. And and it also, as you, as you say, it does make the ceiling limitless Yeah. because you're only limited by actually the value that you can bring. You've actually committed yourself to that value that you say that you can bring. And the brilliant thing for the employer or the uh, person that's contracting you is if you don't provide that value, they don't give you nothing. Yeah. So really, it's a win-win situation. But the reason why a lot of companies don't want to go in that scenario is because you're so confident in your value that they know that you're going to cost them more <laughs> than it would to pay someone that's not as confident in their value. And that's kind of a, a, a difficult situation as well when the negotiation comes in. Um, but as you say, like the the ceiling is, is limit limitless. Um, but then the important thing as well when you go into that negotiation when you're saying well this is the value that i can bring this is how much i expect because of that value you've got to make sure in order to for it to be it's got to be mutual so Mm -hmm. for example the company going well hang on you're that confident in that value that you're going to end up costing me more than a lot more than the person that isn't confident in their value if you then ask for too much they're going to go well no because We'll just hire someone paid per hour. But any shop, any good business, if they say to you, okay, I like that pay per hour person might come in and they make, say, 500 sales a day. Mm-hmm. And then they, I mean, not five, 500 pound a day on sales and they get their 56 pound at the end of the day. Then you come in and say, well, I want to go on commission 10%, 5%, whatever of what I sell. Mm-hmm. And that person does two, three grand. Still, the business has profited greatly. And it's so true. has the, the employee at the same time. So again, I think I think what we're doing a lot here is we're applying this to business, like to, if you're working for someone, because mm-hmm. a lot of people have a fear though. Like I want to sort of explain like the fear that people have in their own ability, yeah. which is holding them back from actually earning Absolutely. the money they should be getting. Like, mm-hmm. how many people do you think would would go on these sort of commission based? Because I don't think many people, especially if you're going into entrepreneurship, you need to be confident in your value. Absolutely. Otherwise, 
you're you're not going to feel like you can go in and ask someone, okay, I want to do it on a commission basis, or because you need that security. There's a fear that people have of, oh crap, that means now I actually I have to work for my I need to. There's no security. The people see it as no security, mm-hmm. but really, if anything, now the ball's in your hand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, and all you're doing is taking the safety net away. That's all you're doing when you go on commission basis, because when you go on pure commission, you're not guaranteed anything. That's the whole point, and that's why it is a good way, because they always say that the fear is important. If you're scared that you're going to get no income and you're not going to be able to pay your bills, you're going to work at the maximum capacity that you can work at and bring as much of the value that you think you can bring as you can because that safety net is gone. You're mm-hmm. not guaranteed that you're going to be able to pay your rent. You're not guaranteed you're going to be able to put food on the table. Um, and But as you say, because the ceiling is so much higher, the, okay, yes, you could end up earning significantly less, but by the same token, you can end up earning five times, ten times, maybe even twenty times more mm-hmm. than you would have done. It might otherwise. come. Da- it might come down to if you're on that sort of basis. Again, I think what we're doing here a lot is we're applying this to if you're working for someone. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're in entrepreneurship, it's more than likely you're selling a service or you're mm-hmm. selling a product. So it's the same thing, really. You're just delivering something of value, but you're going to show that person that I'll make you more value by either having my product or by having my service. Yeah, absolutely. So like like you say, we're going to carry on with that analogy of the shop working at, let's say, a, a retailer. At the end of the day, you might only have to work two days a week. If you are an excellent commission, you deliver what you do, you make your sales, you could work for two days and you could still earn the same amount as that person who's a bit lazy but gets by and they have to work two weeks Absolutely. for what you earn today. So the ceiling just totally changes. If you open up that ceiling, you've got confidence in your ability in any areas, mm-hmm. then you can always demand a higher a higher price. And that's that's something we wanted to talk about is like it's how do you sort of how do you know what your price is? How do you mm-hmm. know if you're overselling yourself? How do you know if you're underselling yourself? Is it is it the fact that you want security that's holding you back from being able to charge those higher prices? Yeah, and and that's the thing with going into um, and this is applied to commission based work or whether it's you know entrepreneurship or what. When people see a higher price, people instantly assume that it brings more value. That's the general rule. It's true. Um, if you if you see a three hundred pound shirt. For example, <laughs> yeah, and next to a thirty-pound shirt, you instantly assume that that three-hundred-pound shirt is much better quality, much better brand. Everything. It's going to make you look great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, whereas you know, the thirty-pound shirt, you go, okay, well that's average. It's mm-hmm. going to be an average shirt, and I can replace it. I'll just buy another absolutely. one if it's not good. Whereas the three-hundred-pound shirt is like, yeah, I'm going to look good, and people are going to be like. Where'd you get that shirt from? <laughs> and you're like, 300 quid, man. I got it. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm on paper hour, but yeah. I'm broke now. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But automatically that, that view is there in the same sense that, you know, uh, if you see a £100,000 car versus a £10,000 car, you instantly mm-hmm. assume the £100,000 car is better. But at the end of the day as well, again, it's not you're not lying here because to be honest, no. the performance of a car of that caliber, it might not be completely worth that value but there's there's value in the perception of how you look in that mm-hmm. car but that car is going to deliver the value that Absolutely. car is going to beat the banged out ka outside your house like it's going to be better than that 
So and if it doesn't, the company will eventually will go bust because people exactly. will just go, well, don't pay money for that. Yeah, you don't buy a Bentley. It doesn't perform the way they're saying it doesn't, but it I does. Do. It does look quality. <laughs> yeah. It does have good material. And that's the same thing, really. If you generally deliver serious value, whatever it is you're doing, that you've got the knowledge, you've got the know-how, there's no one else who can deliver what you do, mm-hmm. then your value goes through the roof. Yeah. If you're staying delivering what everyone else is delivering, yeah, so you should probably be getting paper out because, yeah, you're not that great and I'm going to just replace you mm-hmm. because the other person's keen now and you've kind of run out of your keenness when you started yeah. and I'll replace you. But if you literally, like, to be honest, I'm not going to brag about myself, but a lot of jobs I've been at, I've just tried to, I always, that's just my mentality. I'll just go in, I'll over deliver. I always try to work mm-hmm. my hardest to the point that if I would say, okay, I'm leaving or sorry, it's always like a bit of a shock for them. And they feel like, like they feel a bit like they're getting shot in the foot because, oh, Jem was quite really good at what he did. And I don't think mm-hmm. like, or maybe I'll make, or they offer me. I remember, I remember this actually, I'll go back. I had a paper round back when I was younger and I wanted to quit it. But my paper round guy knew that I was so efficient at doing it. And I would always be flexible. I'd, if someone, if another young kid didn't come in to do his paper, round, I'd do his as well. Mm-hmm. And when I left, he was like, look, I'll put your money up straight away. He said, I put my money up. I'm like, well, you could put my money up six months ago. But now when I'm leaving, even you want to pay me more and that's it because i did not know my value to him as a paper yeah. boy and so he well why would he pay me more he, i was happily doing it yeah but if i knew my value at the time i, like, I, I would go in there pretending i'm leaving i'm, I'm leaving chuck my bag on the floor yeah but like that's it i've had, I've, I've had enough <laughs> really you, dramatic you you deliver your paper you, yeah you stick your job <laughs> yeah i would have walked in there like that pulled a mars bar off the shop floor and ate it in front of him just out quitting and then he would be like no 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 come on i'll pay you 10 20 pound more and I go, all right, sure. Minus that's, the cost yeah. of the Mars bar. Yeah, and I'm having the Mars bar, <laughs> and that's it. And suddenly, because I knew my value to him, I knew it, and now he has to pay me more. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. it. It's not. I'm not bumping him. He's not getting a bad deal. We just, now we're even ter- terms. I know my value, and I'm still going to deliver you more money than you'll pay me anyway. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, your market will, will always, always, always vote with their wallet. Yeah. If you do, If they think that you deliver that value they'll pay you and if they don't they won't and before long you'll go bust so you may as well really really calculate exactly how much value you bring and go for it because chances are there's probably going to be someone out there that's going to think yeah you can deliver that value but then if you don't live up to that then you're going to be out of pocket because people are going to go actually you're not providing the value that that you said you would and that I'm paying you for. But as you were saying about being um, over-efficient and, and really going hell for leather on, on the job when you go in, it's this idea that if you, um, if you under-promise and then over-deliver, your value is going to quickly go up. Mm-hmm. But you should never under-promise to the amount that you're asking for. You should you should say, well, I can deliver this value to you. Know what value that is. I can deliver that to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But actually, you can deliver a little bit more than that. But you mm-hmm. haven't told them that you can deliver that. Yeah. So if you say, I can de- I can deliver A and B mm-hmm. for at which will save you three hundred quid. Okay. Yeah. So if you pay me one hundred and fifty quid, we're both one hundred and fifty quid up. Yeah. Right. For example. But what you haven't told them is you can also deliver C, which saves them another. 300 quid yeah so then later on when you then go okay well i've been paid 150 quid and i've actually i've actually been delivering 600 quid's worth of value not 300 quid yeah so how about we meet in the middle again yeah and you pay me 300 quid if you've got value you've got leverage exactly what we said and 
but but there is actually one exception to this rule because I'm as I say I'm I'm a bit against pay per hour. I'm a bit against salary because I think like you say you put that limit on yourself. Mm-hmm. But we were talking earlier, and there is one sort of one sort of thing that's sort of okay. I can understand why you're doing it, or I can. Well, I can yeah, basically. And so I'm gonna. <laughs> I've just got too excited about this podcast that I've like burnt myself out. <laughs> but no, this is one thing I heard recently as well, is that the fact that if you are working pay for hour, it's fine. Like people need to earn money. If you are on a salary, it's normal. Everyone's been taught mm-hmm. you work for a salary. That's fine. But really, at the end of the day, it's value is where you want to be putting your, that's where you want to have your eggs. You want to have them all in Absolutely. that place. Value, value, value. How much yeah. value can I create for, for myself and for others? And so if you are on these pay per hour jobs, you are on a salary, think about them more not for what you earn, but more for what you actually learn from them. So when you're sort of working at a job, basically you're, you're getting a lot of inside knowledge, you're getting, you're finding out how the business runs, you're, you're basically adding to your own personal mm-hmm. value. And that's what's so important because you, yeah, at least then you've got that sort of secure, you've got money coming in, but you are constantly adding to that pot. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think if you if you look at um, working per hour as a potential investment, as a short-term solution as well, never, never in the long term, because as as we've been saying, you're never going to get to any level of affluence if that is, of course, what you want to to get to through working by the hour. But as we say, you're learning the skills in that job. So if you're going to be working on a pay per hour job, you're probably better off going into a pay per hour job in the field that you want to go into. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you are going to be, uh, let's say, a runner on a film set, for example, they're probably going to pay you by the hour or something like that. Um, but then you get to see the workings of how it works and, you know, get to chat to people and, and learn what their skills are. And kind of like, like yourself, like you've done. Um, so, like, obviously, I was working, doing digital marketing for a charity. Mm-hmm. Then I've sort of, I left that job. And now I'm actually, all the skills that I picked up there, and it kind of, if anything, when you do these pay per hour jobs or you're doing these sort of, you're doing these salary pay jobs, they're building your confidence because a lot of the time you don't feel like you've actually, you've got those skills. You don't actually know how much skills you have until you've, then you've kind of like, you've applied them for a couple of years in a job and you realize, actually, I'm worth a lot to this company. Mm-hmm. Once you've got that confidence, then you can take the leap and then you can start bringing value to other people at a pay that, suits what you're actually worth yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah i think that's rather self-explanatory i think i don't think there's much else to use it as an investment of time rather than investment of of money well i suppose it is an investment of money as well but as investment of your time maybe i'll be there for six months i'll be there for a year maybe two years maximum and then once i've learned the skills once i'm confident in what i can do then i'll move on to passages new Definitely. Sounds good. So if you want to quickly just do a quick overview of the yeah, sure. So basically, the main point we're trying to make is that uh, commission or higher pay is based more on your confidence in delivering value than anything else. Uh, Because when it's commission based work, you are the person that sets the limits to how much you can earn. Um, So you have to make sure that you're valuing yourself for what you're worth. Don't oversell yourself. Don't undersell yourself. Because if you oversell yourself, people aren't going to keep paying you. And if you undersell yourself, people probably aren't going to hire you because they don't see the value in what you can deliver. Because somebody else is going to be charging more for the same thing. And they're going to assume that they do it better. Which is where you get the paper hour jobs, etc. Absolutely. And if you are working in a paper hour or salary-based job, uh, do it for what you learn rather than what you earn then you can use those skills uh, that you've developed to create your own business and create your own your own work so we'd like to wrap it up with a 
an ending quote just to kind of summarize what we've been saying which is actually from the same guy as earlier yeah so it's, again it's by Harv Ecker and it says there's nothing wrong with earning a steady paycheck unless it interferes with your ability to earn your wealth or your worth even there's the rub it usually does Okay, excellent. And if you want to kind of know and read a little bit more about what it is we've been talking about, and as well as some of the things we'll probably be talking about in some of these future financial-based episodes as well, which again will probably be staggering, so it's not all money that we're talking about, uh, we've got a little bit of recommended reading for you. Jem? So the first book, which I suggest everybody reads, it's quite cheap, and a lot of people a lot of people know about it. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and that's by Robert Kiyosaki. The second book is one I'm reading at the moment, which is called The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom by Susie Orman. And the last one is The Millionaire Next Door, which is a great book where they go out and they interview millionaires, but people who are not those sort of millionaires that you kind of brag about. These are like the secret, the hidden millionaires that are mm-hmm. out there that, and then they just find out how they got there. And these are like normal guys like me and you, like they're people that just understand money. So it's a great book to read. Excellent. And if you do, if you do want to uh, have a look at any of the other books as well, uh, you can find links to them on powerfulnonsense.com forward slash books. They are affiliate links. We are legally obliged to tell you that they are. <laughs> um, so we do get a little bit of commission from that, but it is a good opportunity for you to see a pretty extensive reading list. Gem, if people want to uh, chat to you on the old Twitteroo. Yeah, you can contact me on Twitter. It's um, at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z. That's my name and my surname. And well, if you... Not my name, but my first initial <laughs> and my surname. <laughs> and if you want to catch me on Twitter, you can do so at Wayne underscore Ingram. Um, once again, thank you to everyone so far that's shown their support to the podcast. We really, really do value your support. Um, to all of you that have subscribed, keep listening. If you haven't reviewed yet and you do like what you hear, please do leave a review on iTunes. It really, really will help us to improve the show and keep doing uh, what we're doing, which is it seems uh, helping a lot of people. We're currently in the 30th spot on careers on iTunes and you're noteworthy and 80th in the business section overall. Um, If we can push it further up, it would be a great help for us and to deliver great, great value to you guys as well. Um, So thank you very, very much for your time. We love you a long time. Yeah, thank you very much and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.